biggest enemies, me, and even I can't stop me. They try to shut us down and it ain't gon' slide. Only thing I fear is God and he on my side. That's the confidence I got cause he got me. That's why I really feel like you can't stop me. Well, thank you and uh, welcome to the podcast uh, for Worst Ministries. Uh, I'm Jeremy Howard. This is going to be, I guess, the first one uh, really that I'm putting out here recently. I've tried other platforms and I'll still continue to keep working on it, uh, trying to find a way to get the word out uh, about Jesus and about the Bible, God's word and uh, Christianity, church, and all other questions in between, how to apply it to life for new Christians, for people who are curious about becoming Christians, uh, and all in between. Those who are even skeptical, feel free to jump on and listen. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, Worst Ministries, why I call it Worst Ministries, I guess I should introduce that part. Worst Ministries is coming out of First uh, Timothy one uh, fifteen. Uh, and it says that Jesus came uh, to save the sinners, all of them, how big, little, no matter what it was. And uh, Paul says, he says, and and I am the worst, the worst of these. So, uh, knowing that and thinking about the way church has been through the years, sometimes when you go into them, it doesn't necessarily feel like a warm, inviting place for to, to visit if you are a sinner. And I've heard people say, you know, I can't go in there. The the walls will fall down. You know, I, I can't enter a church like that. I'm not dressed right. I heard stories about people being turned away, what they wear, how their hair looks, having too many tattoos. And I know things have changed and times have changed, um, but there are still those that uh, believe either way. Some people are just uncomfortable going in there. They're worried about people looking at them, the whispers, and unfortunately, uh, I can't say that's not going to happen no matter what church you go to. I uh, even, you know, unfortunately, you've got guys out there last through the years that talk about, hey, what, what church are you going to this Sunday, or you're inviting me to church, uh, where you go, do they have any hot chicks there? Is there any good-looking women? <clears throat> And as many times have I gotten in trouble for it, I tell them, oh, time out. Wait up for a minute. Uh, I'm just going to let you know I, I go to the ugly church. He said, what are you talking about? Well, I, I tell them, uh, if you're looking for uh, some fine-looking women, uh, uh, some good-looking men, when you go to church, I don't, I don't tell them they're wrong for doing that. I just like to tell them, so you don't want to come to mine. You won't look around and find a whole lot of people that are uh, good looking in there. And of course, I apologize to every one of them who say there's a lot of beautiful souls in there. But I will tell them that if you're going looking for God, that's what you'll find there, people who need God. So if you're looking for a church like that, come on down. That will be uh, Antioch First Baptist in uh, Antioch, Tennessee. So I'll give them a shout out. That's where I was raised and where I continue to frequent as a church family and the corporate worship part of it where i gathered to get support uh, for prayer encouragement to be strengthened uh to talk to other people who have the same conditions issues problems going on in their life that uh, may be affecting mine and my kids and my wife or even extended family even questions i don't know about the bible or uh man sometimes you just need to get some stuff off your chest everybody says well it does no good to complain and i like to tell them well uh, yeah, sure. If somebody will you know, it's cathartic. And if nothing else, now, yeah, but you'd have to find somebody who listens. I said, well, I'm one. What you got? Well, I'll listen. And I'd say I got that way probably about uh, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, more like 30 years ago uh, these days. I'm running up on 45 pretty quick. 
Uh, but I had a youth director that told me one time we talked about, you know, we had prayer is uh, a huge part of Christianity. It's the greatest gift we have to be able to speak to the creator of the universe as, as we believe. And I definitely believe that's the greatest gift of, of, of greatest power that we have. Uh, but during those times, as you said, the prayer is not just telling God what you want, how you want it, and the way it needs to be, because all it does is point back to self. We need to listen. It is a big part of prayer. God does want to hear everything that goes on in your life, in my life, and everyone else's life. He wants us to talk to him constantly about anything that arises, every decision we have to make. And yes, every one of them, like uh, a father to a child, a mother to a, a son or daughter, or uh, the best friend, or whatever you had growing up, you hopefully you had somebody who would listen to you at some point in your life. If you didn't, I, I do know that God was listening all that time, and I'd be happy to listen to you at any time as well. But they told us, you know, we just started out small. As you go to school, when you walk around here in the South, we got a thing where we say, hi, how you doing? How's it going? You know, and, and most people say, how you doing? How you doing? You get a hattie, you know, or something like that. What's up? Uh, there's all kind of different things through the years. Yeah, throw up the peace signs, you get a hand wave, you knucks, whatever it is that is happening at the time. But uh, a lot of times you'll see where people just answer with the same. How are you? How are you? You know, what's going on? I'm good. Fine. Well, and we just pass along like it was something to do, uh, a courtesy uh, that it becomes habit, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing to be courteous and to be uh, gentlemanly or the, the Southern hospitality uh, type situation. But he challenged us, uh, the youth minister I had at the time challenged us, he said, well, we just take a week to listen, just to hear what somebody else has to say back. He said, uh, be surprised what you hear sometimes. And uh, as I know, uh, in a lot of the classes that we go to, whether it be school, church, even listen to mom and dad or anybody else, why this one fell on me, I have to thank the good Lord for it. I took that one to heart. And I went to school, and I began to uh, listen. Hey, how's it going? And uh, listen to people, how people answered. And I've made a lot of friends through the years, been able to talk to a lot of people. And that cathartic feeling that comes from being able to share, but there's another feeling that comes. There is that love of the Father that is within me uh, that is able to seep out into the world. It's able to shine where I can't hold it back, that overflowing uh, Holy Spirit it reaches out and, and, and it grabs a hold of that person uh, only to plant a seed sometimes, sometimes to the point of receiving the Lord as their Savior. But a lot of people just need somebody to listen and to care. And as Christians, we need to represent more of an atmosphere like that and not just in our daily lives or walk to the store or even walk into the gas station, but even more so when we go to the church on Sunday, uh, you know, wrapping something up that is no good is is still no good on the inside. And that's a lot of times what the way the church is seen. Uh, a lot of people say hypocrisy, you know, and you know, guess what? Uh, the honest truth is the church is filled with uh, the worst sinners that are in the world, and uh, they know. And the only difference between uh, sinners that follow Christ versus those who don't is that they've accepted Christ, been washed by his blood, and want to turn around and make a difference. They've been forgiven by grace because Jesus gave his life and was raised from the death to defeat death.
and now we too can be cleared of all our wrongdoings and sins in God's eyes. And that allows us to be able to talk uh, to our creator, to God, and he listens and he helps us along our way. <clears throat> and with Moist Ministries, it's been a, a challenge uh, to try to get out there and figure out where or what direction it needs to go. We've had ups and downs. I, I'm not saying it's it's still uh, the best thing or the right thing to be doing. My wife encourages, my kids encourage me, my you know, and and I believe that it is God's direction. And this past week, uh, I myself didn't look into the Word or study as I should have. And I had somebody at work ask me about it. I said, what are you studying? I said, well, I didn't study anything this week. So honestly, I've listened about uh, the Exodus Project, or I'm, I've talked about this. I've had questions from my kids about certain verses in the Bible dealing with uh, Jesus in, in the book of Mark. and But I, myself, had not. And I told him that it was disheartening. He said, well, what does that mean? What, what, what does that feel like? And, and I tried my best to explain it to him. And he said, well, the feel like part. And that's, that's, that's really where it, it, it kind of got me. I said, man, what, what does it feel like? As I know I'm not without God, but I know I wasn't seeking God. Was it a time to sit and breathe and be still? Was I overwhelmed? Was I soul searching? Was I... Well, my son asked me a similar question. Why did we not have a session today? We've been trying to do a Zoom meeting where people can listen, join in a discussion. Uh, everybody wants, whether it be in a family, as we read along in certain books. We we did uh, the book of John, uh, the book of Acts, uh, and we had talked about heading into Romans and then possibly Revelation at that to look at some end times, the visions, and uh, what end times may bring or what we need to be keeping an eye out for. And I usually tell all the kids and everybody else I run into says, well, when does Jesus come back? What do you know about the end times? I think he's coming to an end. And I like to say, you know, hold up time out. I don't, I, I don't study. I don't dig into uh, the end times. I, I know I've read about it and, and I know a little bit about it. Um, here and there, and I, and I can answer some questions. I said, but that's not my, that's not what I feel called to do. I said, what what I want to do is uh, to tell people about Jesus. When they got Jesus, they don't have to worry about watching for those signs. They just got to be ready to go out there and share Jesus with others. I want to make sure that their eternity is sealed in the Father's hands, and that one day we'll be together in heaven. No matter how the world ends, no matter if there's real dragons or figurative dragons or, or what signs that we should have been on the lookout for, if we're out there following Christ and sharing him, uh, as the Great Commission tells us to, to, to go therefore and teach in Matthew uh, 28, that we need to share as we go. So after they receive Jesus, then to follow up and help them grow and strengthen their relationship with Christ and their intimacy. And that's what it boiled down to and how I answered my son today when he asked about why we didn't have something. And I had to tell him, you know, you're not the only one who sits around and uh, thinks about, you know, sometimes, hey, am I lying to myself? Is, am I messing up? Is this what God wants me to do? I said, well, I've been, you know, a Christian for many years and I still do the same thing. I said, when I was young, I said there were many reasons I would start that spiral. Maybe something I thought I could hide. Maybe it was something I thought I had control of or maybe I just thought I could 
stay away from God for a while, you know, and over time and, and age and, and understanding and, and growing and finding out that, Hey, God's there the whole time. I can't hide anything from him. He knows every bit of it. And he's not going to judge my actions when I'm, when all is said and done, that's not the sins I'll be accounted for, but he's going to judge my heart. So it's going to be even worse than the things I've done. It's going to be the things that even I did for the right reasons or for the, even things that look right to the outwardly world. And when I done them for the wrong reasons in my heart still end up, uh, being judged negatively. But with the blood of Jesus, all that is washed away and I'm forgiven. And I want to repent and turn back. So I tried to tell him that over time, it, it, it becomes more difficult. And, and I have to take time because I had a devotional not long ago where the gentleman said that as he got older and he studied more and he became more intimate with Christ, that that it was harder to discern between what Christ wanted and what he wanted. Uh, every day. And I, I can see that as being a difficulty. And the way I answered my son was, and the gentleman at work, uh, it's, it's twofold. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at myself, which, you know, hey, are you doing this wrong? Nothing's been a big hit, but everything has growing pains. Was it supposed to be a big hit? Is this what I've been trained for? And you sit there and you start that rabbit hole of looking and wondering where I'm doubting where God is leading me, which I should doubt where my own foot lands when I'm trying to look where I'm going rather than, you know, the guy who created this whole universe. And, and I know these things, but it's so easy to get caught up with that guy in the mirror. That's one thing I, I definitely believe Michael Jackson had right in his songs. You got to start with the man in the mirror. But I have to give that man in the mirror up to God and trust him. You know, I, don't doubt God. He doesn't doubt you. And he doesn't doubt Jeremy. With that being said, that's kind of the way Worst Ministries is. We want to get away from, you know, all the rigmarole, all the dress up, look nice, say the right things. Um, and we want to get down to studying God and finding out how we get that love, how we get eternity, how we share it to our friends, how we understand the Bible. How are you going to ask questions, you know, safely and say, hey, look, I don't understand it. Can somebody break it down to me, make it for real? Uh, but I do want to say that's probably the second thing that that I had is uh, some of the teachings I had, not only asking and listening, which is what we need to do with God in our prayers and with people that receive Christ, saying, you know, listen out there in the world. You never know what God has for us. And if we're focused on ourselves, we can't hear other people and we cannot hear God. Uh, so turning self over to God every day is, is a huge, huge task as soon as your feet hit the floor. And they think, there's no way I can sin before I get out of bed. And uh, my goodness, if, if if some of you are like me and start worrying as soon as your eyes pop open or you start thinking of things that you'd rather do today, I want to call out of work, I don't want to be there, or there's no telling uh, any number of things that could run through anybody's head first thing in the morning. I mean, it is tough. So getting out of bed, so getting focused on Christ, so learning how to say simple things. You know, one of the things I challenged the youth at the church to do was every morning, when as soon as they wake up, say, good morning, God. First thing out of your mouth. Is that going to stop everything bad? No, but we have other routines. We might as well start with something good. Just make a good habit. Bad habits are easy to form. Good habits, maybe not so much. But we got some like brush your teeth every day, take your shower every day, fold, make your bed, pick up your clothes. There's different things that we have to do as adults. If you're not a, a habit-forming person, well, might as well try with one that's good, rather than if you don't have any of the bad ones. So I said, good morning, God. And as soon as your feet hit the floor, because you do got to get up out of bed, or if you can't get up out of bed, whatever you uh, do throughout the day, as soon as you start moving, uh, go, God, give me your strength. 
And the good Lord will give you his strength. That's uh, the way he works. He does not hold back from us uh, things that we need. He does love his children. And I told him, I said, you know what? As I think about these plans and I start looking at them in a worldly standpoint, I said, man, I, you know, this is not going right. There's lack of this, lack of that. And I'm judging it for myself when Jesus Christ, God, they said, you know, he would leave the 99 to find the one. And the great thing is, is he doesn't have to leave one to find 99. So if this is God's way to even reach out to one person and thank the good Lord for it, and I'm happy that I was able to be used. This is all I really want to do is love God and share him to others. I want everybody else to know uh, the love that comes from him, the Holy Spirit moving, the joy uh, the miracles, the the life that he brings, that life more abundantly. Oh my goodness! You know, and people tell stories. A lot of my stories end up tending. People say, "Yeah, that's unbelievable." And this was actually, I, I I dialed it down instead of exaggerating. I didn't tell the whole story uh, because I know they a lot of them sound unbelievable, but uh, they they are. And I'm sure there's many of you out there who have those stories and friends like that. And you know, we may hear some of them as we go uh, through these situations. Um, but that. As it is, uh, so I answered my son. I told him sometimes we got to take time to sit and breathe and allow the Holy Spirit to bring forth what needs to be brought out in in prayer. So as I pray, uh, I take time to be still and listen. Some people call it soul searching, whatever it is. I'm just asking God to bring forward what's what's causing me an issue within me so that I'm not being a better service. Uh, what am I trying to hide from? Why am I not doing what needs to be done? And and he usually does so obviously. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it's fairly quick. Uh, but I try to listen and, and stay in tune and still move at the same time. I take last weekend uh, before we celebrated uh, Resurrection Day. Uh, rolled around on that Sunday, that Friday, we call Good Friday, where Christ was crucified. So I like to everybody, I think they got that one a little bit backwards. We got Good Friday is where we, you know, killed Christ, and then Black Friday is the one where everybody makes money. Uh, maybe we should try switching those around at, at some point. But I do agree, it is a Good Friday because it had to be done. Uh, but I took that Good Friday, and I went out to a uh, local park, Fall Creek Falls. I walked up through the woods, and I told my daughter she went with me, and I was glad to have her along. The beautiful sights. She'd never been there before. To be able to see the falls, there had been a lot of rain, so the falls were nice and pretty. The colors were great. It was nice and cool. No sweating went on. And I told her, I want to go out there. I just I want to take some time. I just want to sit and pray and read God's Word. And who knows? I said, I, I just want to get out there in the woods. All the men in the Bible that talk about they went up on a mountain to find God, the high places. And not that I am a, a great godly man, but I wanted to get up on that mountain and take that time out in nature where just God is revealed in so many things to sit and pray and, and talk to God. And we, we walked the falls. We hit the end of the trail. We saw the, the beautiful Fall Creek Falls and we started back and we took the Woodland Trail and I was just trying to keep my eyes open for the, I don't know, maybe I was looking for a perfect place. And we, as we went, I saw a place off of, off of way, a little ways, had a couple of logs and I just walked out there and sat down and had my backpack. My backpack's usually got some Bibles in it and other things, but that day I'd pack some water, some granola bars, or some you know, trail mix, who knows. 
to be able to prepare for us. Maybe hungry, I do get sidetracked from trails and go off down the hill every now and then. So it took two two miles we did that day, ended up taking four hours. But a good little part of it here, we sat down in the woods and I, I read. And I went back and I read a chapter, so Psalms 22. And then, you know, God, well, David is writing. And uh, it, it seems like he's writing exactly what Jesus quoted up on that cross that day. And it even starts out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, why have you abandoned me? And I read that over. I prayed. I went back to Isaiah 53 and I read about Jesus again, how he was sent uh, to die for the things that we did and everything that we've done was heaped up on him and then we were the ones that killed him and I talked a little bit with, with her about I would like to think I wouldn't have been the one that would have done it but I probably would have been right there in the mix just like every other one of us caught up in a situation like that these crowds sometimes the chanting and stuff we get moved in, in wrong directions and wonder why we did some things as when the centurions when the guard right below the cross when he died, you no, know, after standing there mocking him, shooting dice to see who gets his clothes and they go home, after it's all said and done, he goes, Surely this was the Son of God. You know, down there to be able to hear Jesus give up his life, breathe his last. You know, in in, in those six hours he hung up on that cross because of our sins. The uh the one without sin, Jesus did no wrong, fulfilling the law was the sacrifice for us so that we one day can be in heaven with him. And there's so many beautiful images painted about, you know, the the, the thieves on the cross with him. I mean, there's, it's just so much to read and learn about over the years. Uh, and, and that's been great. Uh, back to the story. So we sat there and, and I read that and I read over Isaiah. And we read about um, Christ's resurrection as he got up out of the grave, and people went to see him. And it was a great experience. The sun shining, still leaves on the ground, not a whole lot of green. It hadn't started growing in too good yet. But And then just to take a minute to sing. I don't. I love to sing. I love to, to worship. And I have a loud voice. It seems to carry, so if I do start to sing... You can I can be heard, and I don't get to wear my earphones at work because if I sing, it gets loud, and they're like, hey, uh, you do know that we can hear you. It's like, yeah, of course I can, but I can't hear me, uh, which is actually not true, but I can hear myself very well even with the earphones on. I, I wanted to, to take a moment and worship, and that's probably the way I... When you start to sing and you put those words into, into a melody, and, and you put your heart and soul into the words that are coming out of your mouth and out there in the open, I was able to sing as loud or as soft or as heartfelt as I wanted to and not worry about the notes and verse, even though I wanted it to be pleasing to God. I just wanted it to be for real and to pray and to sit there and just talk to God and feel his love falling down to ask for his Holy Spirit to come and from my heart, my eyes, my mind, that what needs to be revealed. And in the end, I just had to tell my son, you know, it's Jesus calling me back to intimacy, to get to know him more, to study, to get in the Word, and to pray, and to talk to him, and to listen, and to trust. That's part of that intimacy is that trust and, and 
to not doubt what, what God has asked me to do or where he's asked me to go. But in these uh, first, I guess, couple of sessions, like I said, we did a few chapters or books and uh, we looked at them, didn't have a lot of uh, questions. But, you know, to have uh, people out there reading it to tell you they read it or that they listened to it or that they were behind and needed to catch up. And that, that is what it's about. I'm nobody. Ultimately, it's just a guy who's saying, hey, let's let's go through it. Let's read it. Uh, you know, and it, the Bible something I've read my entire life. I was born with it, and I will continue to study and read it, find new stuff all the time, get questions asked to me. And uh, as much as it is a blessing to know or uh, have an answer revealed to you by God and, and to be able to answer somebody as they come up and ask you, remember how much of a blessing it is to that other person, to yourself, and to your God in heaven when you listen to that question and you're confident enough in God that you can turn to that person and say, I do not know the answer, but I will research about it. I will get back with you and I will talk to you about it. And I found that people just respect that more and that we can dive into it and get back to them and be able to answer it in love. I mean, and there's no sense in all the quabbles. You find a discrepancy here and there to go back and look over it. And men, especially, we get so excited. We're ready to fight over, you know, a cause, you know, something as small as the things we fight out there these days. I mean, people kill people over uh, with soccer games in other countries. But here there's been fights over football games and in different areas, which we don't even play on the field, but want to fight for our team off the field. But this is the creator of the universe. I am okay telling you I do not know. Um, with a question you're asking, but I will research it. And I think that blesses God and that person just as much if we're quiet and calm and show love. Uh, because I'm no better than anybody else in this world. I'm a, we're all on the same level. We are all sinners. And that's just how it is. In God's eyes, we're nothing but dirty rags. And without God and Jesus, we would not be nothing but that. Uh, so, anyway, we'll uh, head forward as we start studying what we're going to take a look at, as I would like to tell everybody. So, for the next, uh, let's go for the next week, and I usually do Monday through Friday as a week. So, we'll do Monday through Friday will be the week here, and Saturday, Sunday is left open for reflection, for questions, if anybody want to holler back or shout out, uh, that'll be your questions and answer period. Uh, but it's going to be read over Psalms 23 every day uh, and take a look at that. And we're going to try to look at God as our shepherd. Take a, a few pages or take a few verses and then look at the, the pages of our lives and uh, and some history involving a good shepherd uh, that God is in this, the Psalm 23. And some of you may never read it or not want to, but I'll go ahead and read it for you if you don't have a Bible. Holman Christian Standard is what I study out of, so that's what I'm going to read out of today. We'll do King James. I do like that version, the version I grew up with, and I think it's a beautiful poem when read that way. But like I said, Psalms 23, Holman Christian Standard. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your son that is the good shepherd. Thank you for you, God, for creating all of us, for putting us in this time, for allowing us to be together. Bless the listeners, the readers of your word, that their hearts be softened and that your word seek in and grow inside of them. Help us to increase our intimacy with you so that we can recognize the shepherd's voice. We thank you for your son. We ask for your peace, your strength, and your guidance, and that we trust in you, Lord. We ask your will be done, not ours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Folks, I hope you enjoyed a little bit of it. Uh, Feel free to give any feedback you'd like. And I hope you'll join me for the next couple of sessions that I'm uh, called to put out. We will take turns as uh, guided and hopefully follow the Lord's will. Be able to put some uh, word out there. So word from the word. Uh, with Worst Ministries. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. Again, Jeremy Howard, Worst Ministries, First Timothy one fifteen. Thanks, and have a blessed day.